Is that a mausoleum where they do yeah. that? That's big. I like it. Anyway, but I digress. Can you hear me now? Tuesday. Two. Two. Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. What's going on, everyone? My name is Brian Williams, and I am the pastor of Restoration Church in Traverse City, Michigan. Thanks so much for allowing us into your digital life and tuning in to this message. If you'd like to get involved with anything we have going on, you can do so at restorationtc.com. While you're there, you can find out about events, get to know a little bit more about what we believe, and you can also give a donation. Now, we're set up a little different than most in that we have a community account where 100% of your donation goes directly back into the community, both locally and globally. We've partnered with organizations like Freedom Builders here in Traverse City, World Orphans, and Charity Water. We also have an overhead account that helps fund the mission and vision of the church. Our vision is people following Jesus, and our mission is transparency, community, and change. Thanks again for checking out the message. Now let's get to it. We three kings of <laughs> Orient are. Hello, Restoration Church. Welcome to the podcast. We are finally back. We're back. Oh, man. It's been a couple of weeks. <clears throat> Seems like it's been a lot longer than that. I know. That just means we're having a good old time. But Oh, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last week I had a little checkup that made me go under, and uh, that was a good time. I I love anesthesia. <laughs> it's the I best. Really you do. just don't care what happens. Oh, like I love getting put to sleep, not like a way a pet does, but the way <laughs> humans do. Taking um, a walk through the one-way door. Yeah. No, when they are like, okay, you're going to start getting sleepy, I'm like, I get excited. And <laughs> like you just, it's the best rest it really is, and you know that whatever, when you wake up, everything's cool and you're good. Hopefully. Yeah. And everything well, was good. But, theoretically. Uh, yeah, everything was good for me. But I love getting put to sleep and then and then waking up, and then the rest of the evening was just <laughs> bizarre. So if anybody got a text message from me... On Tuesday. On Tuesday last week, don't look into it. It probably won't. <laughs> Delete it. Yeah. Um I don't remember. That's the weird thing. So my wife went and got all the kids from school, and then um, so she wasn't there. I don't think when I got <laughs> out of the uh, the appointment, um, she she wasn't there. At least that I know of. She says she wasn't there. I believe her. Uh, she did eventually arrive. I don't remember. All I remember is getting wheeled out of. Um, of the place, and then, and then seeing the back of our car full of Costco groceries, <laughs> like magic. Yeah, and that I I remember thinking later, wait, how did I get dressed? Because <laughs> I was in a hospital gown, and then, <laughs> and then I was you no weren't. longer in a hospital <laughs> gown. I was back in my clothes. I don't even remember having my clothes, right? That's but I was funny. like, oh. I have clothes on now. And then I vaguely remember eating a taco when we got home. 
And that was... It till Wednesday? Basically. Well, uh, Tuesday night, I started feeling more normal. But yeah, I love a good nap. <laughs> a, a good, good induced... medically induced nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike the medically induced coma. Yeah. What's the football I wonder if that player's would be name? The same? No. No. Okay. No. Mate? No. <laughs> I've never been in one. Me either. Like, what is the passage of time like when you're in a coma? Maybe like when you're under anesthesia. I've had surgeries before, and it's like they tell you you're going to count, what, count backwards from yeah, 10. 10. You hit yeah. 9, and yeah. it's Boom. six hours later. Yeah. You just wake up, and I have no idea. I've had surgeries that have gone long. Really? I've had um, double carpal tunnel surgery that I think might have lasted 10 minutes, maybe 15, yeah. and it's the same Same thing in my mind. Yep. You're out. You're awake. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something <laughs> so there. to explore. Yeah. Go explore anesthesia. Don't actually, there you go. Yeah. Google it. Don't careful. Don't go, don't, don't. going after mushrooms or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, like Prince Harry. I don't. He's been uh, sharing a lot in his book. I'm just reading excerpts on uh, Yahoo News. That's like the only level Pacillus, of news I can handle. Is that a is psilocybin? Is that a the hula what a psilocybin or something like that? Now I I'm saw the Poseidon adventure into, in the 70s. Now I'm now I'm reaching out into things that I do not know. Yeah, I don't know what that word is. Isn't that a drug? Isn't that like a mushroom thing? Somebody's going to respond eventually. I hope like, so, because I'm guys curious. Are idiots. I know no. there's acid, which is a hallucinogenic. Right. And then there's mushrooms, right. which are a hallucinogenic. I don't know the pasuas. Psilocybin? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of just fun to say. Jim Gaff again. I can't believe he's saying that. <laughs> he's a pastor and he's talking about drugs. Can he do that? Uh, okay, anyway. so two weeks have gone by and now we're back. Um, and Jesus is still only 40 days old. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like two Oh, now. he is. Yeah. One, one yeah, or yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. So, I did read a commentary on the age of him being two, and it's because they counted years differently, so maybe he was only about one at this time in Egypt, but oh. it's really irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that matters. One or two, yeah. same thing. We know he, they weren't in the manger scene. Correct. They were in a house. Yep, which Clayton shared on I almost Sunday. said Tuesday. <laughs> no, I did too. Why did I? Uh, you'd think after two weeks of not doing the podcast, we'd be like, better formed eh. and better yeah better formed for <laughs> podcasting i'm better formed for something i've been working out again but we isn't <laughs> no tuesday afternoon is a really good song by the moody blues have you ever heard it i've never heard of either of those things holy cow look it up later okay google it youtube it okay i will um yeah, so that was kind of the start of Clayton's message, yeah. Um, but we also could cover, we're not going to, we could. We had, let's see, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. We did a sermon. We did. Well, um, you did. I heard one. You which gave one, one was that? Uh, was that the Shepherds? Yes. That was the Shepherds. Yes. 
Okay, so we talked about the shepherds. That was good, and how God spoke to them and how they responded. What was the one after that? Why am I losing my mind? I don't have my notes. I will think of it. You would think that a guy who preached the sermon would remember what was... I also... So I was at a camp this this last week, and um, weekend. That's why I wasn't at Restoration, so I just preached four messages and so that's why I can't remember what I preached on the 8th, okay? So stop judging me. It was just a week ago. <laughs> if you think about it, it's been Christmas, New Year's, four days, four messages at a camp. Yeah. A couple other things thrown in for fun. Yeah. Yeah, they were super fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot has been going on in the last few weeks. Man, we've had a crazy start to the new year. And it feels like March. I think we're in yeah, perpetual March. I don't know what's March. happening anymore. There's no snow. Up is down. It's cloudy. In is out. Yeah. And all the other opposite things Blind you can think can of. Blind people can see. <laughs> the lame are walking. The lame are walking. The dead have risen. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. I don't even know what's happening anymore. 2023 is crazy. Maybe this is the year of fun. I'm still trying to figure out what I preached about on the 8th. That was the shepherds. On the 8th? What would that, what, then what did I preach about on the 1st? Okay, so Jesus, Jesus was, was born, born on the 25th. So we had that one. Uh, and then I felt like the shepherds were next. Maybe we missed one. I'm going to Luke because I think that's where you were. Yeah. Let's see. Luke or Matthew. What did Luke have to say? Luke chapter 2. Did you talk about John the Baptist or did you put him no, in No, that's with... not yet. But I mean, when I mean, she... he was born, but... Was the first when Mary went and visited Elizabeth? Yeah, that was on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Yep. And then it was... Joseph was thrown in on the same one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mary did her little song. Yeah, Mary and Joseph. That was all on Christmas Day. And then we his had... actual birth with the shepherds. The f- Yeah, and so that would have been... His birth would have been the 25th, like Mary, Joseph, all that right. kind of stuff. And then the birth. And then the shepherds. Oh, Jesus presented at the temple. Oh, yeah. yeah that's with, um, what it was. Yeah. 40 days. Yeah. 40 days that's later, Simeon and Anna. Yep. 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 The prophet and the prophetess. Right. Yeah. That's where we get the phrase, I can die now. My life is complete. Because that's what Simeon said. He it was is. promised that he yep. would see the Savior. Yep. There's a lot of things in scripture that we say today that we don't think of, like the handwriting is on the wall. Right. It's from Daniel. It is. Yep. Can you imagine being in a room? And all of a sudden, a hand shows up and starts writing stuff on the wall. I'd probably, my heart would probably explode. Yeah. That would be freaky. I was going to make a drug joke, but <laughs> I decided not to. Why? It's like, well, your heart would explode because you'd be on drugs or something. <laughs> Do you know who Timothy Leary was? it actually was? happened. What? It did. Do you know who Timothy Leary was before I Timothy try and make Leary. a reference? Yeah. Why do I know that name? He did a lot of experiments with hallucinogenics in the 60s. Well, whenever I'm at a hotel, I think there must be a Timothy Leary School of Hotel Carpet Design. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have to be on acid. It's the same thing as like movie theater carpet, right? Yes. It's like, why did you choose this? How did this happen? But especially a hotel, because most people are at a hotel. They're either working or on vacation. Yep. Maybe you're spending a little too much time at the bars, and then you walk and stumble to your room looking at that carpet. Yeah. Not that I'm speaking from, right? Yeah, I'm speaking from experience. You are, yeah. I would not be speaking from experience. 
So I yeah, that was, um, that was that was that was the first Anna. two weeks. Yeah, and then Clayton covered um, the, the Magi. Three wise men. <laughs> yeah, not the three wise men. Not the three kings of Orient are. It's a good song. It is. Yeah, very three catchy. Ships, three yep. ships sailing. Oh, is that what that song's that about? It is, yeah. I saw it. Three I ships. Yep. That's exactly how you sounded like a kid's toy. <laughs> but yeah, we three ships. Yeah. We three ships? It's, wait a minute. <laughs> I saw three ships. <laughs> I saw three kings. Yeah. Anyway, that's where the threes come from, oh, from the okay. supposed three magi that visited Jesus. Man, it's so important that we actually open up our Bibles and read the things because this is what happens when you don't actually read the account. Mm -hmm. Because over and over again, we think, yeah, I know the Christmas story and we don't need to read it because I know the Christmas story. So let me just recite it back to you. And uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So like there were three of them, right? Three of them <laughs> just went because they each brought a gift. To the manger. To the manger. And... Yeah, it, and, and that's what happens. It spirals, and then we start singing songs about it, and then our theology is wrong in our music, and yes, then we... Have it wrong. Have it wrong. And, you know, you wonder where that leads and how we come to where we are. Like we were talking earlier um, about sometimes when there's a, a salvation message. Did I say salvation? No, I salvation. think you said it correctly. <laughs> When there's a salvation message, like at a camp or on a missions trip yep. or just in a church service, bow your heads, raise your hand, don't worry, no one's looking. Yeah. Like, where do these ideas come from? I don't know. Because nowhere in the Bible, in fact, it's the opposite in the Bible. I looked it up earlier because I was curious, but in, in Romans 1.16, we're told, don't be ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God. Mm -hmm. And then I even found in Timothy, uh, I like this one. I I saved the page, but 2 Timothy 1, 8, 7 and 8. I like 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. So, Timothy, for 2 Timothy 1, 8. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. So why are we hiding in shame? Like, okay, you can raise your hand if you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Don't worry, no one's looking. Uh, yeah. Everyone bow your head and close your eyes. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense of why we would do that. And then, on, on, so on that theme of, of reading through Scripture and, and knowing Scripture, um, even more so, like, when, when I preach or when Clayton preaches or somebody else comes in and preaches, whoever's preaching... Don't don't just rely on that for your spiritual formation as well. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to dive into it yourself. Uh, at this camp that I was speaking at this last weekend, they were um, it was it was pretty good. Um, they wanted me to do a couple of different things, uh, like ask me to do something more, or explain something more, or whatever. It's like there's youth pastors in this room that, and there's breakout sessions after every single message. Y'all can figure that out too, <laughs> right? Like I don't need to tie every single bow for you because yeah. go and search for yourself. Like don't expect a preacher or a pastor or anybody to, to, to hold your hand through the entire process, man. Mm -hmm. 
everybody has access to a Bible. You can you can download it on your phone for free. Yeah. Like start digging into scripture because your faith is only going to be as strong as how much you put into it. And if you're not if you're just like, "Oh, I can I I get about a 40 minute, 50 minute sermon on Sunday morning and I'm that's good. it." I go to church, I'm good. Yeah. Then your your faith is going to be weak. And then when crisis comes, yeah, or stress, right, or an argument, or yep. anything, or a temptation, yep. you're not prepared. Nope. And that's not good. That leads to all kinds of stuff. That's why sometimes I'll put in the questions. I'll ask the questions, and then I'll say, "Find scripture to support your answer." Yeah. Kind of like if you're in high school and you're in a history test, yep. but you know, what do you believe about Jesus? What do you think you know about Jesus? Okay, find in Scripture that that backs that up. Or if you can't, then you've got to change your mind. You've got a decision to make. Yeah. If you can't find it in the Bible, or then it's probably not true. Yep. Oh, I thought that was in there, but I guess it's not. I guess I need to conform to Scripture. <laughs> right. And do what the Bible says. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Of course, the most used example of that is God will never give you more right. than you can handle. And you even brought that up again recently. Yep. It's like, wait. Yes, he will. Where is that? <laughs> ask Job. Ask anyone, really. I mean, we don't have to go to Job. You can ask your neighbor. That's just the way it is. So I kind of wanted to, I, I wasn't sure how to word it, so I don't. I didn't put it in the questions, but like, like, where did we get the idea? I, I should have researched it, but I played all weekend. Where did we get the idea of the three magi or three kings at the nativity? And then I wanted to dive into, but it didn't really come out right in the questions. What else do we think we know? It's like, like, like my boss is giving us a challenge and we're doing this, and it's all voluntary, but we're all believers where I work, so he can do stuff like this. So we have a challenge this month, a spiritual, mental, intellectual health challenge. Um, it's the third one he's given us in the last few months. And he he wanted us to do a self-assessment. So he has a whole list of things, and we're going to assess ourselves. And he said, okay, put what you perceive where you perceive you're at, and then put the reality and all of us are like, we're laughing kind of at him because he's a good sport. And we're like, if this is if this is how I perceive myself, how do I know what the reality is? <laughs> and he just shook his head. He's like, no, like, like do some critical thinking yeah. and look at the reality of your situation and compare it with how you perceive it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we can do that. We're adults. But in but when it comes to scripture and stories and and re, and religion and tradition. What do we know really to be true, and what are we what are we following? What traditions are we following that really aren't? They have no basis in scripture. Yeah. And it's like, how do you ask that question without then? How do you know what Opening you don't know? The, yeah, yeah. Right. A whole can of worms. Um, right. And that's an interesting uh, topic to bring up because um, there's a lot of stuff we do in the church that we think is biblical, but there's not. Some of it's good, right? But it's not biblical, and and we make good things into great things into then theology things, and it's like, yes. no, we can't, we can't go there. So, one one of the things, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, 
I'll go there in a second. So mm -hmm. about the about the nativity story, I don't I don't know exactly when it started coming about of like oh the wise men were there or right. the kings were there or whatever you know, um, I, I I guess just because it happens soon after I I don't know but it's not even like the next thing right <clears throat> it was a long but we time. put it in with the nativity I I. I really don't know why we ever started doing that. Like if you have a, a baby, if you know someone with a baby, think about all the things that happen between the baby being born and its first or second birthday. Yeah. That's a long time. Right. Yeah. And so how did they end up there? Yep. And we just bought it. I can't think of a nativity scene. Right. That doesn't have that. Yep. And I bought a cool one at Menards. It's just the three of them. Well, and not only that, but we also talk about how it was a cold and wintry right. night, and we don't know that either. He was like, born in the spring. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. It, there was a census going on, and everybody had to go back to their own hometown. It doesn't say that it was in the middle of January. And also, newsflash real quick, they're in the Middle Same. East. <laughs> right. It doesn't really. Snowy. It doesn't get super snowy and cold. I don't know if you've ever seen a snowstorm in the Middle East. I don't usually pay <laughs> attention to the weather, but Sandstorm, I know maybe. it's kind of a what? Sandstorm, maybe, but yeah, not a snowstorm. It's a Mediterranean climate. So yeah. we, I mean, it was this thing for us. We would put the, you know, the angel hair yeah, out for the snow. Because it's white. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, wait, why? <laughs> why are we doing that? Yeah. That's not regardless of the fact that Jesus was actually probably born in the spring. Yeah, they like our equivalent of March time. Yeah, yeah. right. So. Well, and to take that even a step further, how many of our nativity scenes have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed yeah, Jesus in yeah. it? I've never met a Palestinian Jew with blonde yeah. hair and blue eyes and a light complexion. Right. Yep. So. Yep. It's, yeah, we do, we get so many things wrong, and as Jack Reacher says, details, details matter. matter. Jack details Reacher matter would know. because what happens is then we get this this picturesque scene, and we lose the reality of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And 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 anytime we do that, anytime we just keep sharing the story over and over and over again, it almost morphs into a fable. Yes. It, it, it morphs into something, wow, you know, Jesus was born, you know, and it was this beautiful scene in Bethlehem. It was a perfect winter town, and, 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 and the manger was, was perfect. And it was very, yeah, very peaceful, silent night. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, no. Have you ever wasn't. been in a Middle Eastern market right. during a census year? <laughs> and have you ever been a part of childbirth? <laughs> With no midwife or doctor or yeah. help or anesthetic or clean water right. or... It wasn't <laughs> peaceful. Or pretty. Or pretty or... or clean. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave that right there. Yeah, let's but just that's, leave that. um, But we... So we get all of these things. Like, and so now, now the beginning of our faith is yeah. tied up in this nice, neat little bow... Mm -hmm. Oh, look at all these nice little cows that are right by there. Look Aww, at that. Sweet. Like, Fuzzy a, little lamb. A cow probably took a dump right next to the manger. Exactly. Right? And so, but we don't want to think about that right. because, no, that's not, that wouldn't be Or correct. like, did, yeah, did, did they have to clean off an area for them? I mean, yeah. throw clean straw down because that's where they were sleeping for the night. Yep. 
Yeah. That, that is one thing. Like, like I didn't watch this for the longest time because most Christian movies are cheesy and stupid. Yeah. And my boss, again, who I think is an awesome guy, was telling me about this TV show called The Chosen. Yeah. Like, for six months. And I'm like, whatever. It's probably stupid and lame. But it's not. But I. But that's the number one reason I like watching it. It reconnects you to the humanity of these... I, I almost hate calling them stories, it, it, to biblical history, to yeah. our history, and makes it very real. Mm-hmm. And you can relate on a personal level to, to all of the people they're depicting right. in this TV show that's now in its third season. Because we read stuff like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and we read stuff like Harry Potter, and we read stuff, well, maybe not Harry Potter, but like... Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Lord of the Rings, stuff in like medieval sorcery like all that kind of stuff and then we throw the bible in there with that Mm -hmm. because we don't actually believe that these are real people in real times like real history we we look at this as a book and these are just stories that happened and then we go off of what we learned as kids or whatever like i it's why the very first series that we did before we were even meeting together was Mm -hmm. a series called bible stories yes where we just took all of these old Bible stories, Noah's Ark, for instance, mm-hmm. or David and Goliath, and and revisited them through the lens of our adult minds. Uh, and like, here's what the story actually was. And here's the application for that story. It wasn't, you know, this nice little boat that just yeah. flowed along. I mean, uh, who there's a comedian who jokes about it that like, yeah, we put this on nursery walls, <laughs> the scene of the flood. Right. You know, where everybody dies. The entire world is wiped <laughs> out. I, I, and then it goes right in with today's theme of where did that come from? Right. Why are we putting Noah's Ark on baby's walls? Why are we putting everything in a pastel color yeah. with soft and fuzziness on it? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing soft and fuzzy about the story of the birth of Christ or the life of Christ. Right, right. He... Yeah, there's just, I mean, you think about his, his, even even what he did for work as a carpenter mm-hmm. or whatever the things were that he did, like, it, it, it wasn't always soft. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a harshness to the reality of, of the time in which Jesus lived, the oppression that was probably felt during that time mm-hmm. uh, by Rome and everything else going on, that we, we, we lose the, the grittiness of yeah. the story. And we gloss it over with a nice shine to it because we want to believe that our lives can be shiny. Mm-hmm. Our lives aren't going to be gritty. Our lives aren't going to be dirty. Our lives aren't going to be messy. And if we come to Jesus, he's going to clean it off. And he's going to make everything so perfect and nice. And you're going to have this perfect little family and nothing's ever right. going to go wrong ever again. And make sure you wear your Sunday best, you know, for Jesus, but also to make sure that the neighbors across the street know, know that you're, you're a good family and good yep. and all that. It's like, man, we... We need to get back to the reality of who Jesus was, is, yeah, and that comes through really understanding these stories, which again is why we're going through this series chronologically, of, chronologically of his story, my life, yeah, because we're going to revisit everything that Jesus went through with a brand new lens mm-hmm. and get in some of these stories we hear over and over again, and we, we gloss over it. It, yeah. yeah, it's just we lose the details of the story. And the, and the opposite, not even maybe the opposite, but in addition to that, the danger of people being afraid to come to Jesus because they yeah. think 
because of whatever they think, when he when he was on earth, he was poor. Yeah. He was in a poor family living in a ghetto. Yep. Uh, I mean, everyone, we even read, could anything good come from Nazareth? Yeah. Well, think of where you live and where the poor part of, the poorest part of town is. Where I grew up, it was probably the Weiler Homes in East Toledo. And Jesus is living there and that's where he comes from. And he's telling us he's the savior. And we're like, yeah, right. You, you live in, fill in the blank you're right. from your Joseph's son you're a carpenter yeah we forget how he lived his earthly life too to make him approachable yeah same with this narrative in our culture about women and how uh christianity puts women down and women are supposed to be like under you know they're less than i guess mm-hmm. is the word because there's one women where's the what's the scripture i don't even remember it obey your husband's Oh, yeah. Uh, He's, uh, is it right. Ephesians? Somewhere in there, there's one verse that talks about obeying your husbands, but it's also husbands love your wives mm-hmm. as Christ loved you. It's, yeah. But, like, who did Jesus who did Jesus go to first? Who did he start his public ministry with? A Samaritan woman. Yep. So it's there's a race issue there because Samaritans and Jews didn't talk. Right. There's a women versus man issue because men didn't talk to women. They were, yep. they were property. Yep. And then here's a woman who's had five, lived with five, five or six guys or whatever, and he comes to her. Or and Mary Magdalene is the first person he presented himself to, uh, yeah. resurrected, yeah. a prostitute that he that was possessed by some. So I mean, it's like there's so much in here that is not even close to the narrative that we buy as we live a surface a life surface well, a surface goes, life goes against. The narrative. The narrative of, of what we tell ourselves and the way that we operate mm-hmm. because, you know, we'd rather be comfortable than right. be convicted. Oh, easily. And do we that's even know point. what being convicted looks like these yeah. days? Yeah. That's that's in the questions this week about blowing through. Yeah. Do you, are you living your life in a way that you can even hear? Do you recognize when the Holy Spirit's talking to you and prompting you? Yeah. Do you even recognize it? And if you do... Do you do anything about it? Mm-hmm. So I was going to go on another tangent. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say something else too, but I lost it. There's I, just I so much. I was going to go down that road, but then I wanted to talk about this instead. And now I don't even remember what it was going to be. What was the road? It was the road to Emmaus. <laughs> um, we can have Emmaus walks. Yeah. <laughs> Also, don't mean to make fun. I like tradition. I'm. I. I think it's. I do like tradition, but we have to have tra- tradition. That's what it in was. Its proper perspective. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things. Oh yeah, we're talking about misconceptions and stuff yes. like that. So in the church, um, one of the things that we just accept is church membership. Yeah. Uh, but from my study, I don't see the precedent for church membership. Sign this thing, be a part of this. Mm-hmm. That means you're a part of this church. What if you just showed up and decided <laughs> just to be a part of the church? Member or not? I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying membership is bad. Right. I, not at all. But, but when, one of the things that we were, when we started out with restoration, that was one of the things I, I wrestled with was like, what do we do about church membership? Mm-hmm. And then I had this conversation in my head, like, well, what do you mean by what do we do with church membership? <laughs> Find it in the Bible. Right. Show me. And if there's something that says, 
have church members and membership, and now we should all belong to one body. We all belong to one body, and we are, uh, we are um, held accountable to one yes. another yes. Uh, as believers in Jesus Christ. But I don't need a document that's going to tell me that. I don't need to sign something yeah. that's going to... T- yeah, See, we want membership it. in place of... What, here. You okay. know what? Okay, this is you gonna, first and then... I'll. All right. <laughs> this is... And, and, and this isn't going to be bashing our for the church, but what we have continually done, and I think this is also true biblically as well, is we're thinking, what's the easiest way to get the result that I want? And we're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, let's have church membership. That way you don't really have to have relationships with people to hold you accountable because the church organization is going to hold you accountable. And if you don't like it, then you can revoke your membership. Right. But what happened to being accountable to one another, having a group of people in your life that's like you're going to be held accountable to and they're, they're going to be accountable to you mm-hmm. and... And that is the, the way that the church functions, not as yes. a piece of paper that says, I'm a member here, so I need to act accordingly. And if I don't like it, I'm out. Yeah. What if instead it's like, I'm a member of the body of Christ, and I need to be held accountable to that standard, regardless of whatever paper I have. Right. And this is where I go on Sunday mornings or whenever your church meets, and yep. these are the people that I see the most. And Yep. And that's the... And, and, and that's just human nature is to go the path of least resistance. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's why there's so many diet pills out there and all that, <laughs> right? Like, yes. oh, lose lose weight fast because Take who wants pill. to actually put in the work, you know, right. to work out and stuff when you could just do it this. We are selling this version of Christianity that's just, no, here's the basic thing. Here's the, here's the quick way to get to right. it. Say this quick prayer. Sign this piece of paper. Sign this piece Come of to paper. this membership class Come to, and learn yeah, about well, yeah, us you as be, a church. Yeah, you got to go to the membership class yes. if you're Baptist, at least. Um, yeah, sign up for that. Be a part of this thing, and then you're good. Good to go. Yeah. Another reason for membership I learned, and this isn't, again, I'm not bashing a particular church. I am bashing the business model of a church. But if you are going to get a loan from a bank to build a bigger building, say that fast three times, they want membership roles. They want bank accounts. They want statements to show that you're growing, that you have X amount of members, that they give X amount of dollars to secure a loan. Now, from a business sense, that makes sense. Why would a bank give an entity a big chunk of money with no evidence that they can pay it back? But from a biblical church sense, that's not the church I see in the Bible. Yeah. And so, again how closely are we following Jesus and how closely are we following tradition or the easy way out? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And if your church has members and all that kind of stuff, if you're listening to this and you're getting offended or whatever, mm-hmm. like, again, I'm not saying church membership is bad. Right. It's very good for holding people accountable. It's a good thing to do. But yeah. don't let it replace what the church is meant to right. do. And don't make it on the level of baptism and repentance right, exactly and, like that's what i'm getting into yeah, with well some of these traditions and stuff like i'm sure somebody can get upset like no there were magi at the at the manger it's in the bible it's like 
read it for yourself and <laughs> right. we'll put it on that level. Like we, we can put these traditions on the same playing field as communion and baptism, communion and baptism and repentance. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's not correct. Mm-mm. I've also heard pastors say, I mean, it is scriptural that I, I do not remember where, but they talk about pastors needing to know who their flock is because they're, responsible for caring for them. So some pastors will say, I want a membership role so I know who's under my jurisdiction, for lack of a better word, Mm. because because pastors are held to a higher accountability and they are responsible for their flock, for the maturity and the growth and the teaching of their flock. So some pastors will use membership as a way to identify their flock, if you will. Yeah. Again, go for it. But I like how you worded that. Don't put it up there with things it's not meant to be. Right. Up against. Yep. It's not the same. You can't do this if you're not a member. You can't vote if you're not a member. You can't teach if you're not a member. Mm-hmm. I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Yep. So. And I don't know. Maybe somebody will correct this, too. Um, so you've got a large group of people that follow Jesus and his interaction wasn't in depth with every single person Correct. that was following him. He had what was it, 72 mm-hmm. that were a little bit closer and he kind of organized whatever those 72 um, and they would get sent out mm-hmm. and to do some of the work that needed to happen to care for people to all this kind of stuff. But then he also had the 12, which then turned to 11, um, <laughs> that he was heavily involved with, that he, uh, day in and day out, was was teaching and investing in. And like that was where he spent a bulk of his time. And then even closer still were, were, were the other three, mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John, Sons of Thunder and the guy mm-hmm. who couldn't keep his <laughs> mouth, mouth shut. shut. Um, like they need some special attention. <laughs> Those three. <laughs> That's why they were close. Yeah, you got you got picked because you needed to keep an eye on them closer. I need you right in my yeah. man sight. Yep. There's yeah. There's some <laughs> some of my kids. I don't mind if they go run out and play wherever they want to but there's some where it's like you're gonna stay by me <laughs> you're gonna I, light something on fire. when i was in sixth grade my desk was next to the teacher's yeah, desk yeah, <laughs> right you don't get sit next to the teacher because you're the best student right. you sit next to the teacher because so she can watch you <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> anyway so when it comes to like pastoral care i get that you got to know who your members are but also there's an unrealistic expectation on pastors that they're going to be able to know every single person's name and know what's going on in everybody's lives again and speak into everybody's and speak into everybody's life. This is the role of the church. Yes. Now the pastor can lead the church, guide the church, direct the church, give theology, give teaching. But the pastor's role is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Right. That means you teach us and we do. Yeah. Not we come to church to tell you what you should be doing that would be good for our neighborhood. Right. (laughs) Yep. Which is where you say, I know I've heard you say this, and you've said it probably on the podcast, but if somebody has an idea about a ministry, you're like, great. Go for it. What do you want to do about that? Yeah. Because if it's on your heart, there's a reason. Yep. 
If it's important to you, there's a reason. Yep. So make it happen. There are things that I'm passionate about that I'm going to focus on and do. Um, and there's going to be things that you're passionate about that you're going to focus on and do. And that's true for every person that's a, mm -hmm. a believer in Christ. Now, some of us are going to be passionate about the same things, and so we're going to take a team and yeah. go do that. And somebody else is going to take a team, and they're going to go do that. doesn't mean that we're not working together. It's just like, you're equipped to do that. Why would I try to do that when I'm not equipped for it, nor do I have the heart for it right. or desire so, or time? Or time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on your heart. Right. Not on my heart. Yeah. There you go. So if you're thinking... We should really do this ministry. We're lacking this ministry. We, mm -hmm. I, I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's like, okay, God's given you the idea. You now don't get need to permission. It. Yep. Yeah. That's a, another reason I like that style of teaching that you have, which is pick a, well, in this case, a topic, Jesus's life or a book, and let's just go through and see what the Bible says. Yeah. There's, I just don't think we do that enough as believers, and and we should because, like you said earlier, we have easy access to Bibles. Mm -hmm. We know how to read. We have time to read. Don't tell me you don't have time to read. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's, and I don't, I don't know how we're getting to this point, but for that part of things, like, again, I, I guess it kind of dives into like somewhat what we're talking about. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll link it. Yeah, people could be like, and nobody has, but like, why don't we do a series on marriage? Yeah. Or why don't we do a series on parenting or on finances? Or nobody wants to do a series on finances. <laughs> nobody asks for that. Can you give more uh, <laughs> sermons on tithing? <laughs> yeah. But like some of those things. And the response is, Every message can be about marriage. Mm -hmm. Every message can be about parenting. Every message can be about yeah. finances uh, because the, we're, we're following Jesus, and Jesus impacts every single area of our lives. Now, some might have a more direct correlation, but throughout the series of his story of my life, mm -hmm. uh, what's involved in my life? I don't know, my marriage, my <laughs> relationships, my, my kids, money. money. Time. Where I work, time, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So we're going to flesh these things out as we go through the series of Jesus's life. And it's the same thing through if we went through a book of the Bible. When mm -hmm. we went through Genesis, we, we I mean. What do you, what's your Christmas? Someone did ask you, what's your Christmas message going to be since we're going through the Genesis? And you were like, whatever that day <laughs> yeah, is but, when it's Christmas time. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it's all related to Christ. Yeah. I think we're a result I want, to ex I want to explore this more um, in general, but it's like the more I read about Jesus's life, especially chronologically, and how he, like you, you were talking about the 72 and the 12 and the 3, and he, he sends people out knowing we're all flawed with his message yep. to give it and then let the results fall where they may. We're so worried about the results. Don't you dare have an abortion. Don't you dare do this. Don't you dare be gay, don't you yeah. dare, whatever. Um, it, we're so worried about fixing an issue we're fixated on. Maybe you're passionate about the gay community. Maybe you're passionate about life or whatever. But let's share Jesus yeah. and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. But we're so in the moment of 
but she's going to kill this baby. Well, she's here too, and she's a human, and she needs Jesus, and she has a heart and feelings and needs and wants, and she's scared or whatever. Why don't we look at the person and let Jesus change their heart and then let their decision be their decision? Yeah, because we love seeing tangible, concrete-based yeah. results of... That's why we... why not we, why people track baptisms and giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to track giving. We do because, you know. Right. Because we, we give it out. We according to the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we someone also, asks. But, but, but when it comes to like how many people attend your church or, or any of that yeah. kind of stuff, I mean, numbers either make me feel bad or feel good. Mm-hmm. One of the other, one of the two. And so we want to know the results. And we want to be able to prove that what we're doing is, is working mm-hmm. because we want to feel better about ourselves that this this idea that we started is working. And so, yeah, I don't care about the mom who's going through something or soon-to-be mom is going to have an abortion. The only thing I care about is stopping the abortion and whatever happens next happens next. Mm-hmm. But we can at least say we stopped the abortion. Right. And it's hard. It, it's harder to get into the weeds with people mm-hmm. and try to navigate through their life and leave the results up to God. Right. That's it's a control. We we want to control it. Yeah. Or we just want to be right. Or we or in some cases we are right. We're just going about it like we talked about a few weeks ago. Are you doing right the wrong way? Yep. <laughs> yep. Jesus cares about people. And their yeah. hearts and where they're at. And most importantly, reconciliation with God. So for eternity, that's what matters. Yeah. I, the rest is just details. Yep. I, that's how I'm starting to see it the older I get. It's like we need to be compassionate with the people that are in front of us now. Mm-hmm. And then let them make their own decisions. Yep. Same with parenting. It's very hard to watch your child mess up, but your child's going to mess up. You teach, we, we, I shouldn't say you, we teach our kids and then they're going to do. Yeah. That's scary. It is. (laughs) And you can't control it. You cannot. Anyone out there trying to gain control of anything, stop. (laughs) Give it a rest. Yep. Stop beating your head against the wall. It's a very freeing way to live when you realize you have no control over anything but you. And it's what Paul talks about. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Um. For him to lose his life is to gain it. Yeah. And that's that's letting go. That's that's um, you know, forfeiting all control. I consider all a loss for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And we don't we don't necessarily always live that way. We want we want to have control over mm-hmm. what we're giving to Jesus and including results. Right. It's kind of like Clayton at the end of the message talked about how, how do we relate to the Magi or Herod or the religious leaders. Herod wanted control. He wanted to hold on to his power and his things and his lifestyle yeah. at all costs. It was a fear-based response, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing was going to interfere with that. And so what do we have... It's like the all or nothing. I, there's the only all or nothing is you're either with Jesus or for Him. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> you're either with Him or against Him. You're either for Him or against Him. <laughs> you're either with Him or you're with Him. But I mean, He said that you're either with me or yeah. you're against me. Yep. 
that's the black and white issue. Yeah. The rest then is not yeah. to me. And 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 there and there will be fear with the decisions that are made to follow Jesus. There is fear involved. Mm-hmm. Um but you can't be overrun by fear because then you're going to be Herod. Then it's going to make yes. you angry. You're then it's going to be the religious people and you're oh you're you're ruining my traditions. You're ruining the 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 status quo of things and we're going to lose some authority here if if this is actually true. There's got to be more awe than fear. Yes. Yeah. So I don't care if it's 51% awe of what God is doing <laughs> and 49% fear of what you're supposed to do about it. Yeah. But as soon as it turns into 51% fear and 49% awe, then you're going to side with fear. Yeah. And that can't, that you're not going to follow. It's not a good motivator. Nope. Not at all. And there are decisions in my life where it's 51% awe, <laughs> maybe even 50.1% awe, and 49.9% fear. It's still the majority in the Senate. Yep. It still passes. <laughs> That's right. It's a passing, well, never mind. I was going to say it's a passing grade, but it's not. <laughs> 50.1 is not a passing grade. But it is. You got to be at 60, right? I don't know these days. D's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That came out way too loud. <laughs> Quick, turn your whatever down. Uh, too late. I just broke a couple people's eardrums. But that's what, uh, yeah, that's what Clayton's talking about when he when he preached that message. Like, how are you going to respond to it? Mm-hmm. Like the Magi, like where they gave up. It's it's interesting to think because it took them a while, and even though they obviously were wealthy, they still gave up. I mean, didn't they have jobs? I don't yeah. know. Well, but they left to walk and find this baby and yep. brought him expensive gifts. And then listen to their dream. God speaks to people in dreams a lot at this part of history, I've noticed. Yep. Um, and instead of going back and telling Herod, they just went home. <laughs> Took another route and left. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I don't have anything oh, else. I was just going to say, you look like you wanted to say something, and I didn't want to cut you off. Nope. And you're like, I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, then I got nothing. We got nothing. Nothing, honey. All right. Wasn't that a commercial? Nothing, honey. Was that a cereal commercial? Honey Nut Cheerios? Read your Bible. That's okay. the message for today. Yeah. yeah. Know the word. Word. Yes. Shouldn't that be the lesson every day? Probably. Okay, here's what here's what we'll end with. It's something I'm I'm wondering about. Speaking of tradition and perception and reality. So in my mind, and I talk about this often, you should read your Bible every day. And I have people tell me often, Well, I listen to it while I'm driving. And it's like it's not the same, you're distracted. You're thinking about you I you should, I hope you're thinking about driving and not running over the bicyclist or the pedestrian. But then I got to thinking, when you're in your quiet time, if you're listening, where did I get the idea that you have to read? Yeah. Like, if I think you shouldn't be distracted. I don't think you're going to hear from God to the degree he wants to speak to you if you're distracted, if you're driving. I think it's good. It's another layer of God's word. It's just not the foundation. But then I, was, and then, and I thought, well, okay, so 
people only got books in 1452 was the printing press yep. invented. Everything was an oral history that we, we yep. heard the word. And even <clears throat> Jesus says, hear the word. So, so I've, I've just been rethinking my, you better read your Bible every day stance yeah. because that's not, you need to engage with scripture every day. Yep. Maybe listening does work for you better. Yeah. And there can be, uh, I, I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm in the car and I have a decision to make and I can either listen to, I don't even know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> we'll say that. He's some scientist atheist okay, guy. Okay, got it. I'm like, huh? Or I can listen to scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose scripture. Yeah. There's still going to be a benefit even while I'm driving. Absolutely. And, and, and for me, if I'm driving, I can ponder things. Like me driving is a good time. I usually don't listen to much when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually prefer silence most times or a podcast just to my brain can just turn off. But that's the way mm-hmm. I am. But I remember one time I took a drive down to Grand Rapids. Uh, I, would, I just needed to clear some things out in my head. I was going to meet with a friend. And I remember the whole way down, uh, I had like my my voice memos open on my phone and just talked mm-hmm. like the whole two way, two, two way, two hours <laughs> down, just processing through stuff while I was driving. So I think scripture can help in that regard. Yeah. Um, it might not be to the level of, of uh, devotion, like when you're just focused on that. I think it's, it's not a substitute for that, right? but it can be good. Um, and it beats the alternative. <laughs> uh, and then on the flip side, I mean, yeah, I don't know where we get the, just read it. You have to read your Bible every day. Yeah. I think you should be in the Bible every day. Yeah. And, and that's a great way to learn yeah. and yes. know the word. Right. Because we're not going to synagogue. We're not going to, right. like our lives aren't oriented around our faith unfortunately right in in this culture whereas so, then it was it was ingrained in them from the get yeah so listening but, to a good preacher yeah. in the car awesome yep that's not your quiet time yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to yeah. say yeah and without that quiet time a regular rhythm of quiet time we're gonna we're gonna buy some lies and half truths about scripture yep. and about yep. the life of christ and about what salvation means and about what being a believer means and what it looks like to follow him. I like listening to good messages, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to base my entire faith foundation on what True. somebody tells me yep. about Jesus. Yep. I guess that's what I was I trying to say. I it for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. It's good stuff. It's good. Well, Restoration Church, it's been fun. We'll it's see been you real. Sunday. Where we speak about <laughs> the next part of the life of his story, my life. My life. We'll see you Sunday. Make sure, oh man, I got to remember to bring permanent markers. Oh, I think somebody did. Oh, good. We just okay. got to remember to put them in the same spot every yeah. week and remind people they're yep. there and why they're there. Yep. We can do that. Yeah, we'll no, do that. No problem. All right. Well, we'll see you this weekend, everybody. Yeah. So long. Bye.